What is going on, guys? We are bringing you the fourth installment of The Logo, the podcast about everything on the cusp of the biggest week in pro wrestling. Today, I am joined by none other than Sean Andrews, the owner of Trumo. Sean, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. It's going well, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, talking about True Mill and everything else. Um, did you watch uh, NXT and AEW last night? I did get a chance to watch some of it, flipping back and forth. And uh, what I want to say about that, it's just an awesome time for pro wrestling right now. And I, I want to say with all this mainstream national coverage going on of these top promotions, including Impact Wrestling, don't forget about the little independent promotions because these are where all these guys came from. You know, the guys from AEW, you know, they were coming from small independent promotions just in your backyard. So get out there. You know what I mean? Support these guys on TV, but also support your local independents as well. Exactly. Um, a lot of people look at this as like a, like a, like a war, so to speak. But don't look at it like that. Look at it as just a great time to be a wrestling fan. You got two great products, as well as, like you mentioned, the independents. Guys like Orange Cassidy, Ace Austin, um, all, all Ego Ethan Page. All these guys came from independents nearby. Um, and they're being shown on TV, um, places as Impact, AEW, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, so give us a little rundown. How did things start for you? How did you get into wrestling? What was the moment where you thought to yourself, you know, this is something I want to do. I want to be an indie wrestler. Oh boy. That seems like a, like a long time ago, but, um, actually growing up me and my former tag team partner, Aaron Anthony, um, and my current tag team partner, Clay Drasher, like we all grew up together, uh, including Tommy boy Floyd and, we all did sort of like a backyard wrestling. We had like our own backyard wrestling company and we did it in like a park with like a group of other guys and we just filmed ourselves and we put it online and it wasn't anything crazy. We just literally went out there and did stuff horribly and thought we were the greatest thing that ever happened. But, um, yeah, we always, you know what I mean? We always messed around, always wanted to do it, grew up watching it. Um, my idol in pro wrestling is Edge. Always been Edge. Still to this oh, day, it's Edge. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, we did it. And then once we turned 18, Aaron and I went off and we trained at Bumps and Bruises in Berwick, Pennsylvania, with the big gun David Ola. And then once we were done, we trained Clay and Tommy Boy Floyd and it just took off 10 years later. Here we are right now. So it's, it, it was, it's a crazy ride, a crazy experience and it's far from over. Exactly. Well, wow, that's a, that's a good idol to have an edge, man. Um, so you mentioned David Ola. Um, what are some of the things that David taught you and helped you with throughout your time in becoming a wrestler? What are some things that you can tell us about that? Oh, geez. Dave, Dave actually knew a lot. He knew what he was talking about. Um, not only with the in-ring stuff, which obviously we learned throughout training and everything, but also the psychology of wrestling. Like, why do you do this? You know, why does this guy do this? Why does this guy do that? Like some things like that are so simple, 
but they mean so much. Like how to put together a match, like how to put together a whole show, like knowing your spot on a card, knowing, you know what I mean? If you're the first, second match on a card, you're not going to go out and, and do certain things. You know what I mean? So it's not only the, the in-ring physical stuff, but he also told us why, like he taught us why, like everything we did, like he would be like, so what's, what's, what are you going to do tonight? Well, I'm planning on doing this. Well, why? Well, I don't know. Just because I want to do it. Like, no, that's not good enough. It's not just because you want to do it. Because if you go out there just because you want to do it, it's going to look stupid and it's going to make no sense and everybody's going to be confused. So he he taught us the psychology. So that's a, that's okay. a good thing um, to know. What all can you tell us about the psychology? What does the psychology of a match look like for those of us that aren't? too into that kind of stuff what does the actual breakdown of a match look like um well i don't want to give too much stuff away but um um i know like basically at the beginning of the match i always i always like it 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 all depends like i like to start out slow you know what i mean and and work your way It's, it's all about a story like this is this is my best way to explain it all right, so the professional wrestling event that you go to is a book, okay? And each match, each segment is a chapter. So say you open up with a promo that starts the show with a promo instead of a match, and it's the, a guy comes out and then running his mouth, and the, another guy comes out and interrupts him. You know what I mean? I'm going to shut you up later on tonight in the main event. Boom, there's your first chapter. And then from there, each match is a different chapter until you get to the main event, which is your final chapter and it's your ending. And then, you know what I mean? Face beats heel, face is standing over heel. The good guy prevails. End of story. So look at look at each event from each promotion like a series of books. So like True Wrestling, like, you know what I mean? Volume one. And then it'll go with volume two, it'll go with volume three. So each event is a different book, if that makes sense. Right, that, that makes total sense. Um, I tend to think of it that way too, almost as if like you have a chance to like break away from reality for a minute and become this character or get to portray this character on screen or just live through that character. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, yeah, and some, so guys, back- some guys, their character is actually them. That's the cool thing about it too. Some guys get to go out there and just be be themselves and it works for them so that's the interesting and awesome part too so going back to david um so let's go back to about i believe it was a year ago in august a match was put together it was a five-man eliminator um between you mentioned clay drasher yep um what are your thoughts going through your mind um as you're watching clay pick up the victory for a title that is named after somebody who is so influential in career. Like, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, that, that match was a great match. It was fantastic. And all the competitors in that match were phenomenal. And they worked really hard. The type of match that they did, especially with all of them working other matches earlier in the night because it was a big tournament that ended in this five-way eliminator. But um, overall, like, it was just – it was pure happiness – you know what I mean? It was just, it was surreal. Like he was, and he still is honored 
to be the first ever and as of right now the only big gun champion and then every time he carries around that belt that belt has dave's face on it too so it it means more i guess to us four it would mean more that belt would mean more to us than the actual true title means not that the true title doesn't mean anything but this belt actually means something personally to us right i I get that that's totally totally understandable um so talk about true for a little bit you have your big show coming up on october 11th you have the opening um how exactly did it come about to you being the owner how exactly did that go down well, actually, um, I can't give all, myself all the credit for the True Mill. Um, actually, myself and Aaron Anthony, we are co-owners of the True Mill. Okay. And um, this this idea, we, we've had it for since we were kids. You know, growing up, mm-hmm. like seeing like big buildings and like like big garages and stuff. Like all oh, that would be cool. Put a ring in there. You know what I mean? Do this in there. Do that in there run shows, do, do training and stuff like that. And this has been something that's we've talked about since we were younger, since we were probably like 12, 13. And then um, we were looking for places for quite a while around the area and just no luck because, you know, it's certain requirement you need, you know what I mean? Certain ceiling height, all that stuff. And, and we would find stuff that was way out of our price range. So we actually gave up looking. Um, this is a true story. We actually, the place we have now, we went to and we saw it. And then it didn't see, seem like there was going to be any luck with it. Like we were going to, you know what I mean? Have to yeah. start work and looking. And then we ended up just like basically giving up, like, you know, it's just not our time to have our own event center, yada, yada, yada. And then I get a phone call from this guy. And then the guy goes, you know what? I think we can, I think we can make this work. I think, you know what I mean? Come up, let's talk, let's, let's do a deal. So there it is just like that. And I remember the day I got the phone call too, I was having a horrible day and it just put me in a better mood. And now here we are with the true mill. And like you said, Friday, October 11th, we're having our grand opening event, the true era. And we have a huge card. Like it is. Oh, yeah. stacked. And I am so excited to see this card as not only a promoter and a fellow wrestler, but as a fan too. Like, I'm glad that I get to sit there and watch this card. Cause I think it's going to be a fantastic and anybody that misses it is going to regret it. Exactly, and there are st- tickets still available. There's a few front row seats, I believe. Um, yep. so get your right. now, As of right now, there's only eight front row seats left. So Okay, get your tickets now, man. There's going to be a huge event. Um, I mentioned guys like Ace Austin um, versus Tony Deppin is going to be a match. Clay Drasher, yep. Ethan Page, Sam Adams versus Space Monkey. It's going to be a huge, huge event. Anybody who's fans of pro wrestling, check it out. Um, So take us through... Now, I know there's some stuff you probably can't tell us, and that's okay. What is the schedule of an indie wrestler like as opposed to a pro wrestler? Can you tell us that? Like, what is well, your exact schedule? Um, 
I'll be honest, like right now, I don't do much traveling anymore. Um, I, the last couple of years, I've, I've been like sick and everything. So as of right now, I currently can't, cannot do stuff physically in the ring. So that's why I haven't been having many matches lately. But like oh, yeah. a lot, of, a lot of these guys like have insane travel. Like look at Deppin, for instance, like he's traveling all over the world and he's, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, seems like every weekend he's flying out to California and then coming back. And then on top of that, working a, a nine to five. So it's mm-hmm. crazy what some of these guys do. And like, it's just, it's awesome though. I mean, it, anybody that asks like, Oh, why do you do that? Like, that's crazy. You put your body in harm's way and it's just stupid. Like, you don't know how it feels to go out there and just walk through that curtain and, feel the roar of the crowd and when you do something like feel the crowd react to that like it's just a different energy that some people just aren't gonna understand so right exactly and and i kudos to you and to all those guys out there who do have that schedule i mean it's got to be tough to hold like a relationship with um your family with friends with a significant other like it's got to be tough to do that so kudos to you guys for being able to go out there, travel, and do what you guys do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, let's go back. So, you, you mentioned you and this group of guys were always fans and stuff. Um, what were some, obviously, to make it to WWE or just be a wrestler in general is, is one of them. What were some other goals you guys had um, for yourselves um, obstacles, um, a lot of obstacles, like, like for myself, for example, like during training process, like some stuff, like I just, I just didn't get, I didn't understand the first few times when learning, like I just couldn't physically do, um, a lot of it, a lot of the guys too, when they're first training, they're first starting out, they, they can't get out of their own heads. You know what I mean? They're not used to this kind of stuff. So they're just constantly thinking, oh, what if I'm, what if I get hurt? You know what I mean? What if I get hurt? I, I can't do this. Like, you want me to flip off the top rope? Like, I can't do that. Or they're scared to do that. Um, but that's the biggest obstacle I see for new people starting out is they just, they just have to get out of their own head. They have to get the fear out of them. And once they do, it just all flows natural for the most part. So um, that was my biggest thing in training was just like – taking a flip, like doing a flip, for instance, like I don't like going up, like flipping upside down. Like, so that was like a huge thing for me. Like, Oh man, like I can't do this. And it took me a while, but I, but I overcame it. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing when people start out that I see from experiences, they got to get out of their own head. Right. Right. I get, I get how that could be an obstacle for um, some people. So you mentioned yourself and Aaron Anthony, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you won the tag team titles five times. Oh, geez. Honestly, I can't. I, I don't remember off the top of my head so, how many times. The first time you win a championship, what are you thinking? Like, you thinking, oh, I made it? Like, What kind of thoughts go in your head? Um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. There was excitement. Um, somebody actually felt... Like they thought we were good enough to 
for us to represent their company. And, you know, I mean, it feels good. And I remember the nights we won our, our first tag team titles. Um, Aaron and I were wrestling these guys in uh, Weatherly, Pennsylvania, and we had an angle going with them. And, um, and it was a great story too. Like we would come so close to winning the titles. We were faces, they were heels. Um, they would do something to get disqualified. Obviously they would keep the titles. And then we did a thing where, you know what I mean? We had singles matches with them. We had to earn a rematch. And then when we finally earned a rematch, we got to do it in like a street fight. And I remember that night, uh, there was so many of our family and friends were there. Um, Clay and Tommy were there too. This was before they started wrestling. And um, we went out there and we just, we had a crazy street fight. You know what I mean? We beat the hell out of each other. Um, I got slammed on thumbtacks. I got thrown against legitimately steel, legit steel steps. I had a big bruise on my arm for weeks. Um, we used barbed wire and stuff, like stuff I wow. don't really, stuff I don't really do, but it, it meant something at that point in time because we had this feud with the, with this, the tag team champions over a period of six months. And it finally came down to this and it actually meant something to do all this in my opinion, because it was the end of a big feud. And uh, when we won the belts, our friends and family did not know we were winning them. So the place went crazy and people were taking pictures and everything. So it, it is a good feeling. Like anytime, any time a company decides I'm going to put my belts on you, it's a compliment because they're trusting you to be a face of their promotion. Right. So you mentioned stuff like thumbtacks and barbed wire. Um, my question to you is, what do you say to that person out there who's not a wrestling fan who says, all oh, the stuff they're doing is fake? What do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? The person, if somebody goes, oh, wrestling's fake. Well, one, obviously, there's real injuries involved. I mean, I've broken my hand. I've got a gash up on my head from getting hit with a chair and bled. Um, I messed up my knee. So there, there are, there's injuries involved, but like, if you sit down and watch a movie, are you watching a movie saying, Oh, this is fake. You know what I mean? That guy just jumped from that burning skyscraper. Like that's not real. Well, no, duh. It, it's not real. It's not, it's, it, it's a movie. So I like to look at as pro wrestling, like a movie, like, yeah, we all work, we're all working on the same page, yes. But at the same time, injuries happen. We get hit. We fall on the mat. We fall on the floor. Like, as I don't think a normal person can do what we do. An average person, I should say. I don't think an average person can do what we do. Um, it, some it, it just irritates me sometimes when guys are sitting in the crowd. Um, oh, that's not cool enough. You know what I mean? That's not good enough. Well, why don't you come in here and try it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. But, um, it's far from fake. It is far from fake. And you can ask a lot of guys that a lot of guys have given their life to this. A lot of some guys have lost their lives doing this. So it is far from fake. Right. So now have you ever thought to yourself, um, now, I've, I haven't seen you guys wrestle, 
Um, we've talked a few times in the past. I've seen bits and pieces of matches on YouTube. Have you ever guys thought to yourselves, you know what, why am I still doing this independently? Why am I not putting myself out there and potentially trying to make it to these bigger platforms like AEW, WWE, Impact, whatever? I mean, he, I mean, guys try. I mean, it's not yeah. like we just sit back and, and say, you know what? We're not gonna, oh, we're just gonna just keep doing what we're doing for little to no money. Like guys do try. Um, I mean, it's just, there's so many, there's so many independent professional wrestlers right now in the world and only a few select few make it. So it's just, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep grinding and then eventually catch a break or two along the way. And, you know what I mean? Sometimes when something big is going to happen, but then it falls through, don't get discouraged. Just keep going. Just keep pushing through it. So um, it's not like guys don't try. Right. It's just everybody Everybody has their moment. It's at moment. It takes guys years, like five years, 10 years, 50, 20 years. Like it takes guys a long time to reach their goal. Mm-hmm. Now that, that obviously is probably your overall goal. I mean, if you're not doing it, to be in any type of big platform. Why are you doing it? Um, so is that one of your goals, eventually making it to WWE and AEW or something like that? Um, personally, right now, my goal is to focus on true wrestling. Um, okay. I have come to the conclusion for myself that I am better suited as a promoter, and that's where my talent lies. Um, I wouldn't say I'm horrible in the ring, but I just right. don't think that's, you know what I mean? My thing to become famous off of, um, right now I'm just focusing on, focusing on doing the best I can do to get true wrestling as, as big as it can be. You know what I mean? Like the sky's right. the limit as, as big as true wrestling can get. So that's, that's what I'm focusing on right now. Not so much as, oh, I'm going to make it to WWE or AEW or whatever. Like, if that comes along, that's cool and everything. But personally, if I don't get there, I'm not going to kick myself either. Right. And it's good to know that, hey, maybe I'm not best here. I'm better here. Not that you're not good. Like I said, I've watched some matches. You're you're pretty good. But not like it's good to kind of know that, hey, maybe I'm better here. Like doing what you're good at, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, I know my limits, and I just think right now, especially with like what I'm going through, like health wise and everything, like right now, I think I'm better suited as staying put and doing what I can to to get through wrestling. You know what I mean? As big and as popular as I can. Exactly. Now you mentioned Edge. Um, who are some other guys or some other matches or other moments that you remember watching when you were a kid that you said to yourself, I want to do that. Oh, geez. Um, when I was a teenager, uh, watching like the hell in a cell matches and stuff like that. Like, I just thought it was awesome. Um, you know what I mean? Watching Shawn Michaels, you know, undertaker, all those guys, um, going back and watching the gimmicks, like people do like, Doink the Clown, for instance, like goofy <laughs> stuff, like put it all together. Like it's just some, it's something different. Like it's not something 
you normally see like yeah you see characters like in plays and stuff but it's just totally different from professional wrestling professional wrestling is a a whole different animal compared to all these other sports and and entertainment and and stuff like that so um Mm -hmm. i don't know like it's just it's just everything really like bret hart like going back and watching like the the older stuff and it's just there's so much out there that just you know this would be really cool to be involved (laughs) (laughs) exactly now you mentioned some some gimmicks and characters don't the clown bret hart Shawn michaels um what kind of stuff goes into choosing a gimmick and choosing what best fits you how does that process work like how do you say all right i want to try this as my gimmick or you know what i don't think that that's going to be a good gimmick let's try this like how does that process work um really people when they first start picking a gimmick they um they pick something like they'll feel comfortable with um maybe somebody has an interest like um we'll just say randomly for example only because it's on the tv right now like somebody is really big in the football and they their gimmick is going to be oh they're going to go out there and be a football player um you know i mean maybe somebody grew up was an amateur wrestler in college and stuff like that and when they first start wrestling on the indie scene like that's their gimmick they'll come out with like the mouthpiece and everything so that is that is a huge part of it. Um, somebody's interest, somebody maybe just like see something random and say, Hey, I want to try that. Like that looks cool. Like maybe I can try it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. A lot of guys go through different gimmicks before they, they find their thing. So it's, it's different for everybody. Right. Um, so you mentioned the one thing you said, um, for advice, Try to get out of your head. What are some other things of pieces of advice that you can offer um, young young guys or girls who are interested in pursuing this as a potential career? What's some advice you can give them? Yeah, there's there's a couple things really. Like, um, go to a training school, get trained, um, but don't don't be afraid to go to other schools. You know what I mean? Once you're done with that school, don't be afraid to go out to other schools and and learn different styles because there's plenty of different styles out there that you can learn. Um, don't settle down to one style, learn them all. And then, you know what I mean? When you go to that, go to another school and learn another style. And then um, also, you know what I mean? Get connections, you know what I mean? Make, make friends with people in the wrestling business. Um, right out. If you're not booked on a show Saturday night and your buddy's booked on a show and you know what I mean? New Jersey, ride out to them in New Jersey. Take your gear with you. You never know. Worst case scenario, you get to sit and you get to watch the show and you get to meet the promoter and you get to meet some other guys. You know what I mean? I've been on plenty of shows and it's happened where people came with us and they brought their gear and, oh yeah, so-and-so couldn't make it tonight. You know what I mean? He had to cancel last minute. Hey, we got our buddy here. You know what I mean? He's got his gear in the car. You know what I mean? He can work and do whatever you need him to do. So that's one big thing like travel. If you're not booked on a show, just, just go out there with one of your buddies. You know what I mean? Put your face out there, go out there, pay your dues, help set up the ring, help tear down the ring, let the promoter know, Hey man, I'm here for whatever you need. You need me to sell tickets. You need me to do security. You need me to ref, you need me to manage. I'll do any of that, any of that stuff. So that's a huge piece of advice that I give to, to young wrestlers just breaking into business. Wow, that, that is some great advice. 
So let's go back to what we started this episode out with, talking about not only AEW, WWE, indie wrestling. Um, what are your thoughts of the professional wrestling um, schedule, so to speak? I mean, there's literally six nights out of seven where there's some sort of wrestling on TV or going on in your area. Like, what is your thoughts? Is that too much? Is there never too much wrestling? Um, Um, You know what? Honestly, I think it's a good thing because um, if it gets too much, think simple. Just don't watch it. Just, you know what I mean? Pick your things you want to watch. You know, it's, it's awesome to have all that, all those different selections out there. Like if you're not a fan of raw or SmackDown, watch raw or SmackDown, but if you're a fan of NXT or AEW, you can tune in NXT, AEW DVR one, watch one live DVR on both. You know what I mean? You're a fan of impact, watch impact. Um, you're a fan of like MLW. You know what I mean? Watch that. Um, if you're a fan of independent, um, wrestling, like true wrestling and others, I suggest that you um, check out IWTV. It's an independent wrestling streaming service, kind of like a WWE network for independent wrestling, which true wrestling is on there. Um, also, if you go on there and you sign up for a trial and use the code, the code true 20, you get 20 free days. So I suggest anybody that's a fan of wrestling to check that out. And it's, you can never have too much wrestling. It's it's so great right now to have all the options that there are. So awesome, awesome! I'll be sure to check out that IWTV. Um, is that where all the true shows are going to be? Yes, and um, our show on October 11th is actually going to be streaming live on IWTV. So if you cannot get out to Plains, um, be sure to check it out on IWTV. We're also going to be streaming a pre-show on our Facebook page live. So um, like I said, if you can't make it out live, be sure to check it out on IWTV and use the code true 20 T R U E the number 20 to get 20 free days. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So yeah, back to the NXT AEW type thing. You mentioned you flip back and forth. Um, Now, who do you think, if you were to pick, who do you think won? Who um, think was the, the fans. Honestly, the fans were the winners. <laughs> That's because, a great answer. Because, I mean, AEW is cool. NXT is cool. Wrestling is cool. So the fans won, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm not choosing sides because I love them both. I love NXT, but also I love AEW. Um, I, I've worked with guys on both, you know what I mean? On both things. So, I mean, just, um, just go out there and enjoy it right now. Because if, if this doesn't last long or, you know what I mean? If this goes on for a couple of years and then it's over, you're going to regret it. Um, you're going to miss it. Like, look how many people talk about, oh, the Monday Night Wars, Nitro and Raw. And then when it ended, everybody's like, oh man, I missed that. Well, guess what? It's it's basically back, so enjoy it now because when it's gone, you're going to be complaining that it's gone and you miss it. So, 
Right. I was actually I was a little too young to watch during the Attitude Era. I started watching as it was ending, so I didn't really get didn't really get to see all that the Attitude Era was. But we kind of have this new reality era, as I like to call it. Um, just the era of wrestling with AEW versus NXT. It is really cool to check out. Um, so real quick, I have a couple of fun questions I'd like to ask. Um, I have a couple questions that I've always wondered what goes through professional wrestlers' minds. Um, so my first question, if you were to choose, you hear a lot of people talk about Mount Rushmore's, um, some of the greatest people in the industry. If you were to pick a Mount Rushmore right now, four guys who stood out there, whether it be in indie wrestling, whether it be professional wrestling, whatever company, who are your four guys that you would choose or girls that you would choose who are the greatest ever? Oh, geez. Um, the greatest ever. There's a lot you can put on the list. Um, I definitely, off the top of my head, I definitely would say Shawn Michaels. Um, obviously Hulk Hogan, because he did a lot for professional wrestling. So those two guys right there. And then you can put guys on it like Austin, like The Rock. You can put Cena on there too. Cena, Cena did a lot. Like people give him grief and everything, but Cena, he's a good worker. He's fun to watch and he did a lot. He made the company a lot of money. So um, I can't say for sure, def- like definite, I would say Hogan and Michaels. And then you could put whoever other two you want in there. Right, right. That's that is a cool. And you mentioned John Cena. I have mad respect for that guy. I mean, yeah, everybody still gives him heat all the time, but there's no more of a hard worker than him, both outside and inside of the company. Yeah, and um, his movies are fabulous too. <laughs> exactly. So, if if you could build a faction, talking about some of the best factions ever, you have the NWO, you have DX, the Nexus, you have the Undisputed Era. If you could build a faction of five wrestlers, whether it be, you can have indie guys as well. Who would you choose? Who would you want to be either a manager of or on your faction? Oh, geez. That's a hard, uh, that's a hard <laughs> question. I was actually, I, in, uh, growing up or when I was growing up, when I first got into wrestling, it was 98. I was eight years old. Um, I was actually a WCW fan and I was a huge fan of Raven's flock. And if they could like, somehow in in my mind recreate Raven's flock I think that would be awesome I don't know who I would put in it I haven't put a lot of thought into I just think that would be great I think they were they were one of the coolest factions that I remember watching growing up as a kid um but as for your question I don't know I don't know who who I would put in a faction um the NWO is cool obviously um yeah but I mean, there's just – I'm not sure because right now everybody's just different. And uh, right. I'm not really, like, a huge faction guy. Like, I like – I love tag teams and stuff. But, like, as mm-hmm. for factions, I'm not really, like, a huge fan of the factions, like, believe it or not. Okay. Well, then to change the question, you can pick anybody as your partner, past or present or current. Who is it besides who you already are partnered with? <laughs> <laughs> um Jeez, past or present? I don't know anybody. Uh, anybody like Hogan or somebody that would make me a lot of money? I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. I love the part. Honestly, I'd love to partner with Edge. 
um, I, because, you know, I mean, I grew up idolizing him. And if you watched Edge when oh, yeah. he was, had his huge he heel run, like he just enjoyed what he was doing. And he was doing stuff at the time that nobody else was doing. And it was just so cool. And I bet you it was just so much fun going out there and doing what he was doing. So I would say Edge. <laughs> That's a cool answer. Um, and one more. Favorite match of all time that you've either watched, that you've promoted, that you've been in? Favorite match? Oh, man. Um, obviously, everyone would be a different answer. The best match I probably watched um, of all time would have had to have been the first WrestleMania match that Taker and HBK had. Um, I feel like that actually helped propel today's wrestling when they were, you know what I mean? All the false finishes and stuff they were doing during that match. I think that match was fantastic. Um, uh, the match, the best match, I was, my favorite match I was ever in. There were so many matches, but um, uh, I'd have to say probably one of my favorite matches I was ever in was we wrestled uh, Clay and I wrestled the Impeccables at GSW for their tag titles. Um, we were, had a year long feud and we stole the belts from them and they were chasing us for the belts and it was a great story and it mm-hmm. lasted a long time and the crowd was super into it. And we had this final match where if they won, they obviously got the titles back from us, but if we won, we'd have to leave the company and we went out there, we, we put it on the line um, you know what I mean? We used ladders and stuff like that. It, it was the end of like a big feud. The crowd was so into it. At the end of the day, they ended up beating us. But I remember like, I felt so great about that match. Like I felt so good coming out of that match. Um, I could not be any more happy how that match turned out. So that was probably, that was probably my favorite match, um, that I ever been involved in. Okay. All right, awesome. Um, I actually added one as you were talking. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite finishing move? Finishing move that you've ever seen performed. What is your favorite one and why? Um, oh, boy. I, you know, I really like Clay and I's finishing move because I've never seen anything like it. And every time we hit it at a new company or nobody's ever seen it, they, oh, you know what I mean? That's cool. So... Yeah. Honestly, I'd have to say uh, Clay and I's uh, tag team finisher, the go fund. What does yourself. that look like? Um, so I hold the guy in like a pendulum, like the pendulum swing, kind of like how um, the hurricane used to do. So right. I hold the guy up like that, and he's like swinging in the air. And Clay comes off the top rope with a curb stomp and okay, stops, yeah, yeah, yeah. stops the guy's face in the mat. Yeah, so. I think um, I've seen that move. That is a sweet move. I've never seen that done before. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. To all the listeners, be sure to check out Sean as well as some other great indie wrestlers. October 11th, Plains PA, True Mill Wrestling. Um, Tickets are still available to Pro Wrestling. And again, IWTV, use the code TRUE, T-R-U-E 20, to get 20 days free. Yeah, we are. 
Yeah, I hope. Uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but I just want to yeah. say, I hope. Uh, I hope you guys come out and join us on October 11th because we have a great lineup. As you mentioned earlier, Tony Deppen versus Ace Austin, Space Monkey versus Sam Adams, Ethan Page versus Clay Drasher, among others. Um, we have Trajan Horn defending his True Wrestling Championship against a mystery opponent. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So tickets are available, www.trueprowrestling.com. We will also have tickets for sale um, at the door but we only have eight front row tickets left as of right now. So get them um, yeah. now. So thanks so, for having me. Yeah, no problem. You mentioned mystery opponent. I'm kind of intrigued. You can't like give us a little hint as to who it's going to be. Um, I cannot. I'm just <laughs> going to say that um, a lot of people might know who this guy is and it's somebody you won't expect. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to watch. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. No problem. I'll catch you later. All right.